0: Hello and welcome to the last podcast of 2022. This is you don't know that Wildcat Scoop Authorities last podcast of 2022. I'm Shelby Shear. I'm your host, joined by a ghost and Jason <laughs> Shear.
1: Yep, just snorted. Brielle's New Year's. Uh, she's very excited, uh, but if she doesn't leave the room, she's grounded.
0: Okay, she's gone. Ghost <laughs> is gone. Um, obviously we're excited. Arizona men's basketball played their in-state rival, Arizona State, today. And after a very interesting second half, Arizona did win 69 to 60. Nice. And we'll just move on after that little comment. Um, yay. So I watched at home. I actually at a friend's house and then the second half at home.
1: And by home, she means local booking.
0: And no. no. <laughs> I behaved. I even behaved in front of those uh, neighbor's children. Wow. I know. I didn't learn any new words. They're very very church-going people, so I had to behave. Well. You know, for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) No F-bombs anyway. Um, And Jason was up at the game.
1: I was, and I...
0: uh... What were your overall thoughts, Jason?
1: (laughs) I think my dad just texted me. ASU feed you? No, my dad still doesn't get the basketball games. You don't get fed, just football games. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you mean the my thoughts on the atmosphere? The atmosphere. You know, my,
0: why is this game like my guy? Break?
1: My guy Doug Tamro, the SID for ASU. He's he's awesome. He made a good point. So nine of the last eleven ASU Arizona games have been played over some kind of break, whether it's the winter break or the spring break. So students aren't on campus, and the atmosphere is different. That works with McHale, because McHale's a different animal, but Desert Financial ASU, it's not the same. And and the atmosphere to mean, yeah, it it got loud when ASU was making the run, but it was lacking. And you know, it's New Year's Eve. And some people don't want to drive from Tucson or whatever. You got the big football game. They didn't even send a photographer to the game, the AP because they were at the football game, so there are no official photos except for the Arizona photographer, which is a little nerdy as I say that, but it's, you know, first world issue. But
0: it's an uptown problem, as my well, department director likes oh, to say. Hey.
1: But the atmosphere, just, I mean, there were whole sections that were empty. And it's, it's, when, when you go to that game, you want it nuts, you want it rowdy, you want Kirk Crease flipping off people and yelling. And he only yelled at a couple people. But I mean, it, it wasn't that hostile. It really wasn't. Like, it wasn't like, oh man, this is tough. Like, Arizona will probably play in tougher arenas this year.
0: Yeah. All right. have actual questions for me to ask you or just nope
1: they're literally on the computer and you're just ignoring them
0: oh okay there we go (laughs) (laughs) to be fair they're very small very small scripts for you you
1: know you have beautiful eyes thanks
0: babe um well did that game play out the way that you thought it would
1: i thought arizona would score more points um i did say arizona would win like 79 to 71 i think so I thought Arizona would score more points. You kind of knew that ASU would make a run. It, this game played out very similar to how these games always play out in Tempe, it feels like, where Arizona gets up, ASU makes their run, but they just don't have enough. But the, the overall keys to the game pretty much played out the, the way I thought. You know, ASU's well, ASU was going to defend well, for the most part it did, and it was going to shoot a ton of threes. And the threes don't go in, and when you're ASU and you don't run an offense— and the threes don't go in. This is what you get. You get a 60-point effort where, you know, the reality is 60 points isn't going to be good enough no matter how good your defense is. You're not holding Arizona to 60 points. I mean, it's, you know, I think Tommy Lloyd, you know, the, the key for him has been scoring 70 points, but when he doesn't, two of those wins are against ASU. And so, you know, it it, it just to me, I, I thought there was a clear talent gap, but I also think that ASU kind of played right into Arizona's hands with what Arizona likes to do.
0: Is that the bait and switch? Yes. There we go. Okay. Oh. Um, how would you describe the start of the second half?
1: Yeah, that was wild. I got
0: I, I to describe. I texted you. And I said, WTF is going on. And you wrote back with one word, nightmare.
1: Yeah. Um, and my dad texted me at the same time. People were looking at me for guidance. People look at me. You're in the, the stands. godfather, Jason. And when I'm in the stands, people look at me for calmness because I don't get rattled. And I never thought, this is a silly game where I never said to myself, oh, man, Arizona's losing this game. That's that's the job of one Cody James Martin. Okay, <laughs> he does that.
0: Yeah, if you guys want panic, literally yeah. follow Cody if James If Arizona Martin.
1: gets down to, I believe he texted me, I don't, he's probably going to be mad at me. At one point he said, if ASU gets up, the game is over. This is with 13 minutes left in the game. Right. So, I He's mean... it's
0: almost like my dad. Like, with this, like, mass panic. And just the minute Arizona does anything wrong...
1: But to be fair, I also piss you off because I don't panic at all. Like, I'm pretty good at figuring out, like, oh, Arizona's not losing this game. This run is cute. But you often use up all your energy trying to come back. And eventually the calmer team is the one that prevails because you just used all this energy. And Arizona didn't. And now you got to match that. You're... I did notice sheer, the ASU
0: players looked tired. They were panting.
1: And and I and I tweeted, you're going off sheer adrenaline and crowd reaction, and that doesn't hold. It doesn't hold. And it was similar to when Arizona came back against Utah and you're like, oh, here comes Arizona, and then Arizona went flat. It it happens very often in, in college sports. And that in you know, that's kind of what happens to ASU. They spend all this energy and then they just return back to normal. Arizona was calm, and then the game literally just played out the way it did in the first half. Um, I thought Arizona, you know, ASU, to their credit, came out very aggressive defensively. I don't know what if they woke up or whatever. I feel like Um, Bobby
0: Hurley threatened their um, parents.
1: Yes, it was, you know, credit to them. Credit to Bobby Hurley for realizing that he had bigs. Warren Washington got a touch. He should have got way more touches. Um, I said this on Twitter in the message board, and I'm generally curious. I would love to be a big man and have Bobby Hurley recruit me because I want to know what that pitch is. Like, is it... Hey, we're gonna miss a lot of threes and you'll get rebounds. Because they don't give their bigs touches. Like Warren Washington is a is a pretty decent big. And he was three of four from the field. He wasn't in foul trouble. Like, why isn't he getting more touches? He had his six points in the first like two seconds of the first of the second half. It's like, why aren't you giving this guy more touches? Like Duke Brennan, who I I don't know if you want to classify him as a big big, but whatever. He has six points and six rebounds in the first half. Plays great because other guys are in foul trouble. And Bobby Hurley plays in three minutes in the second half. Like, Bobby Hurley's just a, his, he doesn't do it for me. It's kind of just a roll out the ball on offense. And on defense, it's more of an effort than a scheme thing. Which, you know, credit for him. He gets his guys to play hard defensively. But offensively, they just, it, it, I mean, they, they don't do anything. Like, they don't run anything. It's, it's an AU we call the do you offense. Like, you do you. That's the offense, and and always in AU, you used to hear the coach going like, "Do him, do you?" Like, like, and and that's what it felt like, and it was just like, like there was a play. I don't remember who shot the three, but ASU's coming back, and you know, it's it's a nice three in motion, or whatever. But there's a it missed, but there's a guy underneath the basket, like take the two. Like you shot three of twenty-seven from three, and you're not going to the foul line because you're not driving. And and Arizona went to the foul line twenty-eight times, and ASU ten, and in. in A lot of times when you see that, you're like, oh, the fouls or whatever it may be. You know, it it wasn't bad foul calls. It was one team was considerably more aggressive. And the more aggressive team is always going to get the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, ASU actually scored more points in the paint in this game. And and, it honestly felt like it was in the first five minutes of the second half. But this is a game that for all that excitement in the second half, for all that big run, Arizona led for 39 minutes. And I'm gonna continue talking because Shelby's going and she's getting our potato skins out of the air fryer. Hold on,
0: hold on. on. Do you agree with Tommy's timeout philosophy? Okay, talk about it. Yeah,
1: this is how we roll. We have an air fryer. I really suggest it. Shelby's not getting New Year's Eve potato skins. Look, it's what and she's cursing, oh shit, she says, because she burnt the potato skins like I told her she would. (laughs) I literally said. I literally said, that's too long. We have a cheat sheet she got me. And she said, this cheat sheet is accurate. It says 15 minutes. I go, Shelby, that feels like too many. Those potato skins are burnt to shit, judging by Shelby's face as she comes and sits back down.
0: I feel like we could scrape the cheese off and it would be
1: (laughs) okay. God.
0: (laughs) Anyway, moving on. I'm
1: sure men have this at home where their wives just don't listen, but the husband's (laughs) always right. That's what we're going for. Anyway. It's a damn if you do that. Like, look, if it works, it's a great strategy. If it doesn't work, it's not. But we know that it's Tommy Lloyd's strategy. He showed us last year. He doesn't call timeouts. He lets his guys play through it. In the tournament, maybe he's a little more stingy with timeouts, but he doesn't do it. Could the timeout have come sooner today? Yes, probably. He probably could have let them play through it a little bit, and when it wasn't working, call timeout. But he got the timeout, he finally called it, and he calmed it down, and it worked. It, it was fine. So, do I agree with it? When it doesn't work, no. When it works, yes. That's what. That's because, look, it's it's his strategy. Coaches have things that they do. It's the equivalent of do you foul up two, you know, do you, or foul up three or whatever. It, it, it's, you know, each coach has a different strategy, analytics, all that. Tommy Lloyd very clearly has a strategy where he's going to let his guys work through it. And if they're unable to work through it, that's when he'll call that timeout.
0: I also feel like he kind of knows what he's doing as far as the flow. Like, if he ever feels like he has to step in, I'm sure he will. But it's all these armchair fans that are screaming about why didn't he call the timeout. Like, I, we all need to get on board with the fact that he's not going to do what you anticipate him to do.
1: And yeah, and better. he trusts his team. And, and you know, it, it's it's funny because with, when Sean was a coach, everyone would say oh, he calls too many timeouts. And when Tommy's a coach, oh, he doesn't call enough timeouts. And it's like everyone wants that middle ground, but – For a lot of coaches, that middle ground doesn't exist. They do what they do. Coaches very often do what they do. And there's adjustments and things, but the overall principles of what coaches believe in does not change.
0: Okay. Well, Arizona's defense was as good as it has been all season. What was the key?
1: So. Tommy Lloyd the other day at practice said that when you have short turnarounds in between games, it's really hard to fix things. And he basically said that they were going to change coverages on defense and different looks now that they had the week off. And we said, well, what does that mean? And he wouldn't give us details because why would he? Arizona gave different types of looks. They cut off screens that they normally wouldn't cut off. They played a little more aggressive towards the top of the key. They basically forced ASU into what they wanted to force ASU into doing their coverage was something that hadn't been seen very often this season. Um, so there were definite adjustments and look, I don't know if this is going to be something that is just for this game or moving forward, but I asked Tommy Lloyd what it means to win a game when, you know, you only scored 69 points because Arizona is known for offense. And he basically said, we are going to be a very good defensive team. Like he, and he has said that all season that he is confident that by the end of the year, Arizona is going to be very good defensively. They've gotten better defensively over the last few weeks. They were pretty low on Ken Palm and all that. They've gotten better. They're headed in the right direction. And, and this was a big step. And look, I, I get that ASU has something to do with it. They're not guarding a very difficult offense. But they were impressive in the way they switched. Their coverages at the top of the screen. They weigh the way they guard in. I mean, ASU's guards you know, didn't get any clean looks, really. I mean, DJ Horn didn't get a, a bunch of clean looks from three. Frankie Collins had to really earn his, his shots, you know, and the other guys were just basically non-factors in the backcourt, and uh, Arizona handled ASU well and, and made the necessary adjustments leading up to it.
0: All and finally, what do you have as far as your individual shoutouts during the game?
1: Glad you asked, Shelby. My individual shoutouts go to the following. Number one, Dalen Terry's father was at the game,
0: Aww.
1: right behind the Arizona bench, wearing red, with his wife, I believe, screaming their heads off as if Dalen was still on the team. <laughs> so shout out to him. Nice. Also, um, you know Arizona individually, Julius Tubelis, It's like a broken record: twenty-one points, nine rebounds. Um, you know he is one of the best big men in America. Umar Balo, I thought, you know, he shot seven or three those. He got absolutely hammered. He did. He, he should have shot more than that, but played his butt off. He was tired at times because they were hammering him. ASU's strategy uh, was clearly to take Umar Balo out of the game. They chose Umar over over Zoo. They said, we're going to take Umar out of the game. It didn't really work. He still finished with 12 points and 12 boards, but that was clearly their strategy. Uh, I thought Cedric Henderson probably deserved a few more minutes, but... Tommy Lloyd clearly trusts Pella Larson defensively and in the big moments, but Cedric played well. Henry Vasar, I thought, was great. He played 15 minutes, was good on defense, talked some crap after a block shot, four points, three rebounds, two assists, and a block in 15. You'll take that off your bench. Um, you know, they finished with 12 bench points, but, you know, you, you, take, a look at, uh, you take a look at Henry, and I'm not a big plus-minus guy. I don't love the stat, but Cedric Henderson, plus 14. Henry Vesar, plus 11. Those were the highest on the team. Uh, Kirk Creese, if you're wondering, was ten.
0: Oh, Kirk Creese, our point guard. Yes. Who we didn't really see that much.
1: You know what's funny is everyone talks about this record. Like Tommy Lloyd is now forty-one and five as a head coach. What people don't realize that means is Kirk Creese is forty-one and five or whatever. I think he missed. He's probably missed some games, obviously, but because like that's, that's a pretty damn good record too. Pretty so a good record. Uh, But yeah, I mean, look at the end of the day. A win is a win on the road. It doesn't matter what it looks like. A win is a win. And when you look in this conference, like like UCLA won ugly against Washington State, that's a big win. Um, you know, the conference sucks. So you got to win as many games as possible when you can, because every loss is, you know, Arizona losing to ASU wouldn't have been terrible. at Colorado lost to Cal. That, they're done. Unless Colorado beats UCLA or Arizona... And runs the table pretty much they're done like they're not making the tournament because that's such a bad loss and so you went on the road and that goes a, a very long way in seeding net and all that crap and winning the conference and arizona's first two conference games are on the road not many teams have that and they're one and one and that's fine now you go home and handle business well,
0: i do or i did see some chatter and several tweets and one thing that We will see develop, I think, in the new year is the concern or maybe there is a concern about like a lack of like that leader that can rally when things go wrong or when shit hits the fan. Because um, I think it was Mike and Jody Ayler were talking about it. So, shout out to Mike. But that's one thing I would like to see improve. Like, somebody being able to step up, that was, like, kind of Ben's well, role last year. Yeah,
1: I mean, they they don't have that guy where when the going gets tough, where does the ball go to? Mm-hmm. And and it was Ben. Like, TCU, we remember Ben skying up and hitting the the three and the dunk. And that was, he was clearly the go-to guy. They don't have that this year. Yep. And it's going to be interesting when the going gets tough and, and you go to that last possession. Does Tommy single someone out and go to him, or does he just run a play and whoever gets the clean look gets the clean look?
0: Yeah, that's the. Like, I think that's like one maybe key weakness in this team this year. And it might come in handy to have for the tournament, but we'll see down the stretch. Uh, but speaking of TCU, flipping over to football, earlier tonight TCU did win. That was
1: fun. Shout out to my guy, Sonny Dykes. Yeah, we
0: wanted to shout out Sonny Dykes, who was the offensive coordinator under Rich Rodriguez. Nope. Wait, Mike Soups. Mike Sorry, it's that it was that long ago, but he um he definitely has earned it. He deserves it.
1: We all deserve this, Shelby.
0: You know, I'm not a huge T. I'm not a TCU fan. I have friends that went to TCU.
1: Were they horny? Frogs. We
0: saw that last night on. Oh my
1: god, our daughter lost her mind because I knew what it was right away. But in a car at Chick fil A in Tucson, someone was like, "Get horny." And Nora but their was whole like,
0: car was decorated. With and Nora TC was stuff. like, "Oh my god,
1: look at." Don't show Brielle what it says. It says, it says "get horny" because they're the horned frogs, Aurora.
0: And they're clearly on their way up the road to Phoenix. God,
1: and now they're they're horny and right. real And now life, I'm probably. sure they're
0: very happy yes. that they made this road trip. Horny and happy.
1: So thank you once again happy for New joining Year. us. Happy New Year, Brielle. Do you want to say Happy New Year's to the people? That was good, Brielle. You gotta be over an ant, an ant can hear you. Brielle, our loud, obnoxious daughter, shy all of a Now sudden. she's
0: being shy. Okay, say it right here. Ladies and it.
1: gentlemen, Brielle Elena.
0: Say Alina.
1: it. Say it, <laughs> woman.
0: Happy New Year, jeez. There, there you go. go. Happy New Year. i on, you little rat.
1: Bear down.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Arizona does have some games this coming week in yes. basketball.
1: The grind never stops. The
0: grind doesn't stop, but we'll see you in 2023. Boom, boom. Boom, blah, blah, blah.
1: Update Not only are the potato skins on fire, the whole house is on fire. Shelby, Shelby, put it out the. She's not happy.
0: They're fine, and I'm gonna eat mine anyway, even though the cheese is burned.